to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Ben Canning. And I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is another episode of Hacking Your Health. It is. It is another. I feel, I feel like we just did one on Monday. We did? We did do one on Monday. Yeah. yeah. But it's Friday. Is my, is my video glitching a little bit in and out? Yeah, I think like there's, there's a glitch in the matrix. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> but Riverside tells me that it's recording a better quality that I can see it in, so it's all good. So what's yeah, up? I keep seeing it. No, not much, not much, man. Everything's good. I uh, had a good solid week of training and uh, looking forward to the weekend. I got uh, pretty much all day, I think tonight and tomorrow, uh, Mason's baseball games. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, he um, set up with the tent and the cooler and all. Oh yeah, tent cooler. Got to have the uh, you know the fan with the misting and uh, you know all of that other stuff that that goes into that. But uh, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, Mason actually uh, yesterday threw. Um, uh, Nine pitches, three strikeouts uh, uh, in, in the inning to close the game to win. So that was really awesome. But nice uh, it's always good, you know. I, I um, got my lift in, then I got to take my boy to to baseball, and then um, my girl to, to volleyball, which uh, was on Wednesday. And uh, you know, of course, I had to stop at GNC to get some new stuff to figure. Didn't need anything, but I, she's like restocking. I'm like, no, this is just me testing out new things. Um, <laughs> it's that market research. That's called market research. Yes, yes. <laughs> But uh, no, other than that, everything else is, is great. Can't complain. Cool. Um, how, about you? how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Um, juggling a lot of life situations at the minute, but everything's good. I'm actually in the process, and I have these stickers here. So for the 31 people that watch on YouTube, the preview of the new stickers. Um, so I'm putting packs together, new welcome packs for the up-and-coming relaunch of the We Hack Health group coaching. So that's what I've... I am glitching. Um there's just loads of shit over here that you can't see, but it's exciting putting it together and I'm looking forward to getting that set up and getting everybody on board and stuff like that. Can Trains we, can we talk about, can we talk about the super secret release that you, you've been talking about ordering potentially? Sure. I actually have, it. I just got the, the, the confirmation order for it from, from it today. So we'll t- talk about it. It's you, man. So as majority of people know, Dave and I are a fan of, a very good quality, well-branded protein shaker. So we, well, I have been back and forward with, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody who doesn't really speak very good English trying to coordinate what I wanted the perfect shaker. And I kept going and I was almost, almost there. And I was like, I literally picked out the, the blue nutrition one that I have out of the cupboard. And I was like, that's a 700 mil one. They're going to give me a 500 mil one. Um, so I got them to get the seven. Long story short, they're ordered. They'll be here within sixty-eight weeks, um, which is plenty so of time for me to send you branded like, protein shakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if anybody wants one, send me a tweet or so, somewhere. So I used to get most of my. I still do. Um, like, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, like Jay Cutler's website um, has uh, their Generate and Repair, which are two of my favorite, like amino acid uh, slash dextrose based, um, you know, like supplementation. So like, I'll take 
generate in the morning if I'm fasting, uh, so that I don't in- introduce any calories, especially if I'm doing like hit training and stuff like that. And then, um, uh, the other one, uh, repair, uh, is, uh, essential amino acids plus dextrose, which is what your body can use basically to replenish glycogen stores uh, in your muscles. And, um, so I order those all the time, but if you're, if you're above, like, let's just say 150 bucks, you get a free protein shaker uh, as part of it. So I have like 700 Jay Cutler protein shakers and they're like these little rinky dink, you know, plastic protein shakers. So then I started, you know, going to the, I don't have it here, but I just had it recently. That's the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, which I've ordered like yeah. four of those. Those are amazing, good quality. Um, but, uh, those are always important to have quality protein shakers that you like rep in either at the gym or as you're getting your protein every day. Um, I'm a big fan. So. Yeah, well, I, so I was over at Matt's wedding, obviously, at the weekend, and I was laughing because he says that they've got three glasses in the house and they just drink out of protein shakers. So it's the same. You open the cover and it's just protein shakers. I'm like, you need a decent sized one. Like 500 mils wouldn't have cut it for me. So yeah. they'll be here within 68 weeks. I just hope they are what they look like on the screen. But I'm excited for them because I know that the Shaker 360 ones are good quality because that's the same ones that the Blue Nutrition one have. Um, and that'll be cool for us. And. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm probably just going to send you 500 shakers. <laughs> and, and they will all get good use. Yeah, I, I, go, I feel like I go through like 50, 50 a day. So um, that's funny. That's awesome. That'd be cool. That'd be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But apart from that, I don't have any other secrets up my sleeve. I don't think. Not at the minute. Well, what's, anyway. what's, so what's this with the, the deadlift uh, today? Yes. Yeah, so anyway, and again, a sort of funny note. So I've obviously been coaching with James for, this is my fifth week. I need to lower my desk so I look taller than you really quick. Hang on. No, I've specifically put mine down. So I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've been coaching with James for, for about five weeks and it just from different travel plans and different being away and other things, whatever has happened on today's Friday, right? So whatever has happened Friday. on Friday, I haven't got my Friday lift in. So I clicked into the plan. I was like, I haven't seen this workout before. I started writing right. I was like, I don't know about this. And anyway, the what you're asking about the deadlifts is it was dead stop RDLs. So dead stop is basically like uh if you imagine if we have if you're in a bench press and you have the safety bar set up and you come down and you actually stop. So you stop the bar and then you have to use your full force to contract up out of it. So basically the idea of it is you don't use any bounce or elasticity of the muscle in the movement. You stop and have to contract up out of it. Now, that's fine. It makes sense to me in a bench press, but I've never done it in a in a pulling sort of movement. So you imagine an RDL, the idea is you start at the top and come down to the bottom. So I was starting at the bottom and the idea was you're going to get your hamstrings and your glutes firing from the bottom up. So they're doing the work. You're not using any sort of momentum. So you literally stop, come up out of it. And he didn't want any like full extension, full hip extension at the top. So there's a lot of pressure and contraction through, I can only feel it like traps and upper back. So it was a completely different movement. I was like setting the bar, I had no clue what I was doing. Um, but it was a cool movement because I think a lot of people struggle feeling hamstrings and glutes in that RDL movement because you're thinking about it the wrong way around. Whereas if you're at the bottom, you physically have to use your hamstrings and glutes to contract up out of it to get out of it. So nowhere near the weight that I could do in a regular RDL, but definitely fun to do a new movement. And that's one thing I like about having somebody else being in control of my stuff because they're infinite amount of things that they can program that I can learn from that then you guys are fortunate enough to get to do down the line. 
It's usually equates to it's going to be in Dave's training plan here in a little bit if it made me feel uh, very painful. I, I yeah. used to do a lot of the um, with the, with the nipper training ones. You do the pause ones where you'd you know um, go up just a little bit on the deadlift and you'd pause there for like three to five seconds and then you'd do the rest of the movement to kind of get that explosive movement um, you know for your muscles as you're going up. Uh, and I really enjoyed those as well, uh, just kind of different things. But you know, as you first do them, it's like again like you're learning a brand new exercise. Yeah. It's yeah. all awkward as hell, and you're always trying to improve on it and you know, try but to even like you know, RDL, RDL is one of my favorite movements, and just it's like literally thinking about it in reverse, and it's just it was just a strange way to set it up. But I I understand the concept of it now and, and how it works. But is there some music in the background or something? I don't think so. Okay, I thought I keep hearing music. Maybe not. Is okay. there any music in the background where you are? No, I, I, I took my headphones off. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. All right, hey, whatever. <laughs> but yes, anyway, so learning that in in almost reverse. Um, it was good. It was good fun to do it. There were a couple of other exercises. A lot of the stuff that, that James does, especially at the start, and I've sent you across and, and put into the client chat some like core and like lower back and like actual spine movements, which is mm-hmm. obviously a total different way of training. But 90% of the people that I speak to have some sort of back injury along the way. It doesn't always come from having a weak back, but somewhere in that chain. So his goal is obviously to strengthen around that. And, you know, obviously Dude, your back is freakishly strong, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. The um, being able to strengthen the other bits because obviously in those big compound movements you only move in a specific pattern. So it's like the one that I put into the client group earlier on, like being able to sort of hold that slightly flexed spine for a period of time under load instead of just like doing it as a split second at either end of a deadlift or an RDL or whatever. So it's just an interesting sort of. I'm gonna save the spinal rotation one until yeah. I'm actually with you because it's so fucking hard to explain, but it's such a, I saw the video on the, uh, in the, the one channel. I, I didn't see the whole thing yet, but unique movement, but it's the rotation and a close cable stack. So we'll do that whenever I'm over and good. I'm over. Good. Can you hear that? Or no? I can't hear that. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely worth it. I can hear it. Good, hear good, it. good. So we, we had a little bit of an issue. I, I, I switched the Rodecaster pro two and, uh, and, and there's technical like a, difficulties a today. loop issue, so I'm kind of hack-jobbing it where I have my headphones go through my my computer while I figure out the post-processing issue on this. So uh, Maybe that's where the music's coming from. Are you playing something? Like, it's not, I'm not playing anything in the background. I got all my channels are all zero. At least I know that much about this. Um, you know, but uh, hopefully my audio quality. So how, is my audio quality sound pretty good? Yeah, like, I'm using it. Good. good, yeah. Different yeah. mic and... Good. Uh, Good, good, good. Just playing with different different <laughs> types of uh, things here, and then uh, obviously, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let you like perfect it and go through all the shit shows, and then I'll order whatever I need to order yeah. so that we have the same setup. I think that's probably fun. well. It's it's funny. Uh, one of my guys that works with me, uh, Martin, who runs our, my consulting divisions, our chief security officer over at Trust the Sec. Um, he's a huge audiophile. Like, I mean, like put together shows for big bands, and it was like a roadie and all this other stuff, and like. He's huge on sound. So like I asked him, I'm like, hey Martin, how does my how does my sound sound? He's like, it's 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 good for like uh like an amateur. I'm like, okay, okay, asshole. You know, like, you know, like so, so he's been actually helping me out with some of the the, t- the fine tuning of the sound and everything and getting it to uh where I need to be. So we'll get there. We'll get there. He obviously at that level hears things totally differently. He you does hundred percent. Like, he's like, Yeah, you need to cut down the five hundred frequency range. I'm like, Yeah, okay, that sounds great. How do I do what that? Buttons you know? that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to hit one button or two buttons for that to work. So um but no, it's been it's been good. But uh yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I, I tell you, different movements and exercises uh when you're going through those are awesome. And and you start to figure out like 
that you like a certain movement more than others. So like, I, I hate to say this, but the double rope, I don't like as much now. Um, cause you have something that's better. I, cause I like the single rope. I feel like I can isolate, you know, my triceps much more and not use, you know, as much, you know, pulling down with my back potentially as a crutch, which I shouldn't be doing in the first place, but I feel like I can isolate my, my, my triceps a little bit better just doing a single rope, um, tricep extension versus, um, using the double rope to kind of come back. So instead of, you know, coming back like this and then kicking, you know, if you're listening, you know, um, taking two, two ropes and kind of putting them together. So you have a longer rope and coming down and kicking your arms back, you know, instead you just grab the rope and you come down this way and isolate your tricep as you're coming down. Um, I, th I feel like I get a much better, um, uh, you know, much better, burn on the muscle that way than I do with uh, the double rope. So it's just kind of cool. We, different ways our bodies, you know, uh, move and which ones we like better. But I'll tell you the, um, the double cross one where you're just holding the things and you come down, that's a monster move. I love that. The, uh, the cross cross cable extensions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are incredible as well too. I think the thing of it that says like, as with everything, there's levels to all of these things. So obviously whenever we unlocked the level of the double rope, it was new and it was exciting. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's class. And then there's yeah. obviously ways that we can, well, there need to be ways that we can progress into it. So even you talking about the single arm, I already know what's the next thing that I need to give you that will, that will push that, that little bit further. So it's good. Well, it's good for me to be able to have that because if I was giving yeah. everything at the start, we get to the point of like, Oh, that's it. Don't know anything. That's all I got. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the cross, being able to use cross cables is good because it follows a nice resistance path. And that's the, that's a lot of the biomechanics stuff that I was going through with James. It's about understanding where the force is, understanding where your body or where friction is coming and how that adjusts the force. So it's, it is literally science, like it's physics and it's, it's cool yeah. to sort of see. Um, and whenever you start to understand that in terms of like levers and moment arms and stuff like that, you start to look at movements and training that a little bit different. So even like we're talking about crossbody lateral raises, the lamb ones. Yeah. Now somebody on Twitter tried to give me a hard time about it and that it was just front delts. I'm saying I'm not getting some front delts at all, but we'll talk about that at a different time. We know how we feel about unsolicited exercise execution advice on Twitter. Ah, uh, it's the worst. Uh, but yeah, so the basically worst. what you want what you want to find out is where you're the weakest, which is where your arm is fully extended at the bottom of the movement, you want the resistance to be as little as possible. As it comes up and further away, you want the cable, I know that nobody's going to understand this, we can't see it, you want the cable to be as close to your body and as close to your arm as possible, so you want it to follow that same line. So then as it gets harder and you get weaker, stronger, you go weaker, stronger, weaker, you want it to match that same sort of profile. So whenever you start to be able to break that down and understand it, it's quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, I had a solid uh, push session today. I, um, you know, my I'm still kind of milking my shoulder a little bit, uh, a little bit sore from. Uh, I was doing a, a Smith press a few weeks ago and uh, ended up tweaking Smith bar bench press, and I tweaked my uh, like right in between my shoulders, so it's been been nagging me a little bit. But this week was much better. Um, I, did, I I skipped the dips uh, today just because I was feeling yeah, a little sure. bit of, a little bit of stretch in there, but otherwise solid. I was going heavy, uh, back to heavy again. So I had the. Um, 100 and 110 pound dumbbells. I haven't graduated to the 125 yet, although I'm sure I can sneak out like, you know, five or six of those if I started off with it. But, um, you know, those dumbbells are awesome. Like, it's funny because, you know, they're, they're, they're solid and you can drop them, which is great. Um, you know, you're not screwing up your shoulders as you're trying to like, you know, push them back. And um, you can tell the, where I've dropped them because it has like a rogue impression into the, the, into <laughs> the, the flooring on the mat uh, where I dropped them at. So, um, but uh, no, solid session today on push. And, uh, you know, uh, love, love push day is my favorite by far. Push day is my um, favorite day. I'm on it tomorrow. Yeah. And actually something I was reading 
obviously generally whenever you start in a dumbbell press, and this would be something I think that you'll enjoy doing. So whenever you start in a dumbbell press, you start at the top of the movement. So the guy I was watching on YouTube, he was like, you want to get used to starting in the difficult position. So starting at the bottom, like that's where the, the most difficult position is. So I'm going to try that for tomorrow. Obviously you're going to have to yeah. adjust the weight accordingly, but it's like, yeah, yeah. you want to get stronger in that bottom part of the movement where it's hard, because that's where you're going to get the most growth and development. So again, just different ways of thinking things and, you know, sort of taking tips from other people, see what they're doing. This guy's an absolute unit. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> he obviously knows what he's doing. That's what he's talking about. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about routine. Power routine. routine, morning and Power routine. routine. I'm going to have to credit Matt on this. He refers to routine morning and evening routine as the bookends of your day. So you imagine if you don't have one bookend, all the books are going to fall off the shelf. So that pretty much is, yeah. visualizes what we're trying to do in terms of both morning and evening routine. I'd also like to caveat this by there are times in life where there have been times in life that I have been like my morning routine to a T because it just have, it has had to be just with whatever else has been going on. Sometimes I have like three or four, maybe five things. And sometimes I have like 15 things that I go through in a routine. So I'm not claiming to be, or oh, I do all these things every single morning and always have done. Sometimes I do a lot. Sometimes if I need to scale it back, I know the ones that I need to do or that I feel like are the most beneficial. So for me, there are ones that are essential. There are ones that I would like to do more often, but not always have the time or get into doing them. Yeah. You know, when you look at, at routines in general, like I like to classify them as like must have routines and like to have routines is kind of how I look at it. You know, um, I try to get the like to haves, but sometimes maybe my schedule doesn't accommodate that. Um, and those like to haves would be like, hey, eating a tavala or a pre-planned meal. Maybe I'm out and about and I can't get to those. Right. Um, but there are, are um Immutable things that I, I will not budge on from a, uh, a, a, a you know a regiment perspective and routines that I go I put myself through uh, to ensure that I have consistency throughout the weeks and then that eventually equates to months and years and it goes into building habits too right I mean these are habits that you build over time that become normal routines so if you look at kind of the science behind habits it's building those routines over time and making that a routine that you do on a regular basis and that becomes part of your daily life but it takes time to get there right it's not going to happen your, your your mind isn't going to be like oh this is normal for me to do every single day until so you do it every single day for a few weeks a few months a few years and etc and then it becomes second nature like flossing i still can't get that into a routine right i try i've tried you know the day before i go to the dentist i, I try to floss really quickly uh, and to pretend that I've been flossing that entire time, which obviously they know very quickly that I haven't been, um, you know, but brushing my teeth though, no, no issue, right? Obviously brush my teeth in the morning, brush my teeth in the evening. Uh, that's a, a regular cadence that I can do flossing for some reason. has never become a habit for me. Sorry if I'm grossing people out there. I, I, I try to floss. I got the like little water picker thing, you know, at least to try to help out a little bit there, but, um, but I happen. have great teeth. I have great teeth. Like my teeth are fine. Like I haven't had any cavities, you know, um, you know, so, Hey, I guess, I guess I'm okay there, but, but the, the habits are, are, um, you know, things that we form and that eventually become to me routine. So for, for this discussion, how do we, uh, build out routines that are things that we won't compromise on? Right. And well, I think the, the first sort of point to note is if we take this right back to what Jocko says in terms of discipline equals freedom, this is where routines and habits come in, because if you have the, the discipline to stick to the routines and stick to the things that you do either in the morning or the evening or whenever it is, it then gives you the freedom to do the other things. And the best way that I can describe that is at night, I'll set out my supplements for the next morning. So I'll set out, you know, my greens powder, a shaker, 
everything I need from a supplement's perspective that are left there for myself in the morning. So they're there for my future self to get them done. So I have the discipline to do that in the evening. So they have the freedom in the morning to not have to do that. So if I need to do something else or I sleep in or I'm late or whatever happens, I've already got that done. So having the discipline to do it in the evening instead of like at nighttime being like, oh, I'm too tired, whatever excuse, and just go to bed. And then it's a shit show again in the morning. So having the discipline to do those things in the evening gives me that bit more freedom in the morning. That's just one example, but that's how you can sort of think about them, I guess. Yep. Sorry, did you hear that? You go in like the, the little dot dot. Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> Never mind. Um, you really so, are having technical difficulties today. No, no. I was actually going to message Riverside as a technical support, and then it started like sending me a bunch of dings, so I had to mute. Anyway, anyways, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so when you start looking at 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 for me, like the types of uh, routines that I push myself through, when I first wake up. Um, that is immediately when I take my medicine in the morning. So when I take medicine, I take thyroid medicine, um, so that I, my T levels maintain a certain level, but I also, you know, have testosterone replacement. So every Monday and Friday, those are habits that I have to do where I do the, you know, subcutaneous and intramuscular injections for testosterone replacement. Um, and you know, those are, again, those are things that I need to do. Now, what's interesting about, uh, routines is that I have a routine that I typically on hit training days, um, if I'm doing hit training, I will work out in the morning, and then if I have a lift, I'll do that in the afternoon. But if I'm not doing hit, I wake up at 7 a.m., and by 7.30, I need to be out in the gym so that I can start to do my lift to get my lift done in the morning um, so that I'm ready to go because I prefer lifting first thing in the morning every single time. I hate lifting at night. Weird. I, I can't believe when – when, when do you like lifting in the afternoon, right? 2 p.m. is my favorite time. 2 p.m.? See, I like I like waking up. You know, get it done, knock it out, feel refreshed for the day, and then I don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. I'm like trying to cram it in during a certain period of time. I will get it done in the afternoon sometimes if I if I can't. You know, get, if I have something in the morning, for example, that I have to get through. But I really enjoy the mornings is when I when I go through it. Yeah, I think you know exactly what you said there. Like, if you look at the you know, if we're talking about how to build out routines and how to build out habits, look at the things that you already do or the things that you have to do. So. Obviously, every morning you wake up. So that's the first one. And then start to stack habits in and around that. So if you're saying you wake up and you take your medicine and you want to, there's something else that you want to add into that, like flossing, then you say, okay, right, I'm going to tag this on to that. And that's how you do it. Instead of trying to create this new time that you do something, it's like, right, I already do this and I already do this. So after this, I'm going to try and do this next thing and setting yourself a cue for that, that makes it a little bit easier. So for example, if you're talking again, if we talk about you taking your medicine and we talk about flossing, if you have the space where your medicine is set, the fucking flossing things on top of it. So you have to, because it's on top of it, obviously, yes. Okay. You could move it, but it's a reminder. It's a visual reminder that it's there for you to do it. And how I relate that back to myself is whenever I try and get myself into the habit of reading. Obviously my first reaction whenever I come into the office is, right, okay, do work, whatever. If I set a book on my keyboard, I'm gonna lift the book first and go, right, okay, I'll go and read 10 pages before I come in and start doing work. Yeah, It would be a very rare occasion that I lift the book and fuck it out the window because I wanna do something else. <laughs> like it's there and it's in front of me. So it's about making it as readily available as possible right there in front of you. Yeah, and those those types of small changes make a big impact. Um, you know, like small for things example- Small things are big things. We said that million times. Small more. things like, are the big things. Yeah. That's right. Um, like a good example too, uh, I, I take um, a CJC twelve ninety five, which is a natural peptide for human gro- growth hormone um, production. So it basically tells your body, hey, produce more human growth hormone. 
um, my IGF one levels were, were substantially low, uh, along with my testosterone. So that's a part of the testosterone replacement therapy that I take. Now that has to be refrigerated. Um, so, you know, part of my routine is I got a small refrigerator that's electric that plugs right into where I get, I take my medicine in the morning and it's part of my normal routine of when I go and, um, you know, do the rest of the stuff. So, you know, making it as easy and accommodate, accommodatable as possible, if that's a word, um, is, it is uh, not. okay. It is now. Yes, it is. Um, Good. but, uh, you know, we, uh, <laughs> you know, I continue to kind of build those, those, those habits in, and that starts to become the routines that I do on a regular basis. And I think, you know, um, humans are, are interesting because when they do something new, it's foreign to them. There's a little bit of probably fear, anxiety, uh, maybe some, you know, emotional responses, or, you know, especially if it's in a public location that isn't part of your tribe or people that you're comfortable with, um, you know, you start to, to, to be a little bit more apprehensive of the, the environment that you're in. So, you know, I think, you know, when you start to do things more and more, they'll become more and more common to you, the more and more easier it becomes for you to build that into what you do every single day from a routine perspective. Uh, at night, another great example, um, I try to finish up any type of eating uh, prior to, you know, usually seven or eight o'clock at the very latest. Um, so, you know, I'm done eating. And then usually an hour later, I'll take my supplements at night, which usually consists of my on at night pack, which is a combination of like magnesium, fish oils, uh, things like that. Um, and then also take, you know, a multivitamin. Um, and then from there, you know, kind of let it digest, you know, an hour or so before I go to bed. Um, and that's usually my, my routine. I go brush my teeth and everything else, get ready for bed, kind of unwind. I try to stay away from any type of light sources. Um, you know, I try to kind of just start to unwind my body and get it ready for that, that nighttime cycle that I'm going to go through. So, you know, so those routines that we start to do both morning and evening, but also throughout the day that can make a big difference for us in, in kind of what we do day in and day out. Yeah. And I think, you know, even you talking about your eating routine, the thing that you do that is the constant that you have to do is go to sleep. So then you start to work backwards from that. Okay. Half an hour before I go to sleep, what I do an hour before I go to sleep, what I do an hour and a half before I go to sleep, what I do. And I think that that's where people often struggle. And the majority of people listen to this and the majority of people that I coach or have coached at some point will struggle with sleep, getting enough sleep, getting to bed, whatever it is, especially if the, the nature of like work and what you guys do, you know, I understand that sleep sometimes takes a back seat, but the thing that I always try and, and get in and I'm guilty of this too, but the thing that I, I always try and get into their head is, you know, if you set yourself these sort of boundaries or rules whenever it comes to sleep, it will make the process much easier. So, you know, you're talking about taking your, stopping eating at a certain period of time, because that's going to allow you to get over to sleep quicker. Because if you eat closer to your bedtime, it's harder for your body to digest and your body's just not going to want to go to sleep. You're going to be roasting and it's not good for anybody involved. The same with the light sources and screen time and stuff like that. Like if you set yourself a cutoff point, set yourself, set it and stick to it. Because again, that comes down to, it sort of reinforces that relationship with yourself. So if you set yourself something and you don't stick to it, then you're the person that doesn't do it. And then everything you try and do on top of that just becomes, you just fall into that, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. I didn't do this. I'm not going to do that. Whereas if you set yourself rules, boundaries, and actually stick to them, then it'll make the whole process that little bit easier. So set yourself boundaries whenever it comes to sleep as well as in the morning, but definitely whenever it comes into the evening and your sleep and whatever it is, things that will help you get your body to a state that it wants to actually sleep. Um, one of the things that I've sort of been reading up on recently about sleep is we often get too fixated in needing to get seven or eight hours sleep or whatever it is. And that there's a lot of sort of research out about how you, that all that cannot almost be 
counterproductive because I don't know about you, like if I'm if I'm in bed, if I've taken modafinil that day and I'm in bed and I'm just not going to go to sleep, like if I try and get a sleep, get to sleep, it's not going to happen. So I need to just come out of that and accept that, okay, I'm maybe going to go to sleep a bit later and that's absolutely fine. But focus on the quality of the sleep that I get rather than the quantity at those times. Then the way that they sort of describe to do that is allow yourself the window to have the maximum amount of sleep. So if it is eight hours, know that you have that window available there that, okay, if I'm feeling tired right now and I want to go to bed, I can't do it, but don't put the pressure on myself to do it just because I need to get the set number of eight hours. The other thing that I think is important to keep or that I know is important to keep as regular as possible is the time that you wake up because that's going to dictate absolutely everything else throughout the day. So the time that you wake up is going to dictate the time that you start to feel hungry, the time that you start to peak in terms of energy, all these things to do with work. So if you can keep that as consistent as possible, regardless of what time you go to sleep, as long as you can get up at the same time every single day, that will sort of dictate what the rest of your day looks like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, planning around those obstacles is extremely important, right? Um, you know, it, there's life throws wrenches at you all the time. There might be a time, time where all the time, there might be a time Spanner. where I'm not going to be able to, <laughs> there might be a time where I'm not going to get my lift in the morning. So I get in the afternoon, there might be a time I'm not get that lift at all to th- that day because I'm just so busy with things that are going on, but I'm going to make it up and I'm, I'm not going to sit there and make an excuse for not doing it in the future. So, you know, we have to recognize that while life throws us different curveballs and wrenches, you know, in our process, those routines, if we stop doing them, uh, they become less and less of a routine, right? So if I stop taking my thyroid medicine, I'm like, ah, oh, it's just one day. Ah, oh, it's just a second day. Ah, oh, it's a third day, whatever. I don't even deal with it anymore. That's that's how I used to deal with things, uh, especially when it came to like lifting and uh, fitness. You know, I would, um, you know, go through a routine. I'm like, oh, I have like a solid, awesome month of just working out. I'm like, I'm going to take a break. It's just one day. And you know, I'm not feeling it today. It's just two days. Who cares? Then it's like a month later. You're like, ah, I should probably get back into that working out. I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) Then I'm going to do it the next day. Oh man, shoot. I got, man, I got so much going on today. I can't do that today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then you forget about it. And then it's like six months later. You're like, ah, I gained 70 pounds and I'm horrible. And I feel terrible about myself. Um, you, you can't let yourself get there, right? You can't let yourself get out of that routine because when you get out of that routine, what in the grand scheme of things, one day is not going to hurt you, but getting out of that routine consecutively or multiple times over and over and over again, will start to become a problem and you start to lose attraction that you're starting to build. And the reason why you're doing all this, right? Yeah. And you know, that's exactly why it's Friday today and we're doing the podcast because I rescheduled from Wednesday because it was the, it was literally the only time in the day that I could get my workout in. And I knew if I hadn't got that, then I wouldn't train the next day. And then the next day, and I go down that. That's why I haven't trained on a Friday for however many weeks, and I haven't done that pull session. So, you know, being able to move, maneuver things if possible. And again, the credit Matt in this, his sort of rule of thumb whenever it comes to training is it's okay to miss one day, but sure as fuck, don't miss the second day because that is whenever you start to spiral out of control. So if today all hell breaks loose and the shit hits the fan and you cannot get your workout in, that's okay. Just do it tomorrow and do not miss it tomorrow no matter what's going on. Make it a priority the next day. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I will hear very commonly where, you know, uh, folks will make the, the excuse. And it's to me, it's an excuse um, that I just had too much family stuff going on, right? And, you know, I understand family is number one, most important, right? Uh, but you also have to recognize taking time for yourself is equally as important to be there for that family. Um, and so if you're just so busy with, with, with your family, just, you know, make sure you're carving out enough time 
to be able to do this. Like it's known in my family that I'm going to spend at least an hour or two a day working out. Like it's just going to happen. There's no if, ands, or buts. Sundays are my day off. So Sunday is free game to, to schedule whatever. But, you know, typically in the morning on Saturday morning, typically in the morning on, you know, Tuesday, you know, Thursday and Friday, uh, I'm going to be in the, in, you know, in the gym, you know, putting the time in to get my workout done. Mondays and Wednesdays are my hit training. Uh, Mondays are my arms. You know, Saturdays are my heavy legs and uh, arms day. And, um, and so, you know, again, my family is aware that I am, I'm dedicating time for myself. And this is what I do for myself, my, my mental health, you know, my physical health, you know, my, my looks and physique, uh, my objectives and goals in life um, are due to Maybe me being able to do this. That's right. That's right. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Gonna happen. Uh, maybe in some the, areas. I, I'm not gonna beat your back. <laughs> the thing about it is, you know, a, a part of the reason, a, a big part of the reason that I know you do that is is for your family as well. So yes, okay, yeah. like you're spending an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is, but it's so you can be a better parent. Number one, like in the right here and now, but number two, longer term, like thinking you know in the future to be around for as long as you possibly can. 137 years old, whatever it is. Um. But like, you know, you I'm, going, I'm going for like 230, 233. <laughs> Whatever. I'll beat you there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so being able to obviously. Just got, you just know, got to eat liver, right? Liver all day? Yes. Liver yes. king and bull's liver testicles. King. Yeah. As we bull's know. testicles, yes. yes yeah. yep. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so obviously, like, you know, like coaching the basketball teams, being able to go to the baseball game, like, you know, you do all those things so you can take part. Like, former Dave, big Dave wouldn't have done any of those things. So, nope. you know, okay, yes, it's maybe seen as selfish externally or could feel selfish that you're taking you know an hour and a half two hours whatever it is out of your day for yourself but then the the quality of your life is improved and then the quality of everybody around you's life is improved yeah and that's i mean and, and i think you know my family definitely recognizes that my family recognizes that hey this is um f something that one dave's lo dave loves doing and enjoys doing so that's that's one thing right you know um and two uh he's doing this to be not big day from before and to be, you know, fit and different healthy, kind of big Dave. different type of big Dave, um, to, to help out that way. So, you know, again, it's making the time and prioritizing yourself for those, those routines. Um, and if you don't spend time on those routines, they are no longer routines. They are just things that you, you know, I have a sense to do, or when you're feeling like it there, you know, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, it doesn't matter what I'm feeling. Okay. Um, I will go and do it regardless because it's my routine. It's my habit. It's what I've already said I'm going to do. Uh, and I go and I do it. Uh, do I love uh, waking up at 630 in the morning and having to go and lift when I have a busy day ahead because I have to get it out even early? No. But I know I have to get it done because that's what I have to do. Um, will I wake up at 5 o'clock to go and do it? Yes, because that's what I have to do. Um, you know, if, if that day is so busy that I you know, I have a 7 o'clock meeting, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and get my lift in uh, and I'm going to make sure I'm ready for the rest of the day. Because that is a routine that is is not negotiable for me, um, and uh, you know that's that's a life decision that I've made. It's worked very well for me, um, and it's one of those things where you know I woke up this morning. Uh, you know, Aaron went to Orange Theory this morning. I did not go to Orange Theory this morning. Cause I'm only doing Orange Theory twice, twice, twice a week now. I listened to Ben, um, but uh, you know, and again, I'm just as I'm even stronger and building more muscle, which is great. Um, but so Aaron right. was what you're saying in the roundabout way is there. Right? I mean, like, like ish, ish yeah, <laughs> put, yeah, yeah. you could put it that way. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're always right. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, but I did, but I woke up the same time as Aaron, uh, got, got, oh, it was also another interesting story. So, uh, Aaron 
uh, has been doing keto for a while, uh, and uh, she's been having a lot of success with it. You know, just enjoying that type of of thing. And, and what I like about it is she's asking me for a lot of input around when I come off of it, how do I structure my my nutrition and stuff like that. So it's 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 well balanced. It's methodical. It's not just a you know um, shot in the dark type of thing. But uh, so she can't take her morning blocks, which are which were basically like. Uh, uh, refined sugar oh, the and tablets. Yeah. 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 Glucose okay, yeah, tablets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, and, it, and they were better with caffeine as well. And so, uh, I've been making her pre-workout shakes and, uh, I've been upping the dosage just slowly. Cause you know, I don't want to like, <laughs> Have you told her? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting her to a full scoop, but she's also very sensitive to, to caffeine. Like if she drinks a soda at like two o'clock in the, in the, in the, in the evening, she's not going to bed till two o'clock in the morning. Um, she, that caffeine impacts with that much. So I've been very slow, uh, to add onto it. So I'm about a half scoop right now with her and she seems to be handling that well. Um, but, uh, so I woke up this morning, uh, got her a teenage mutant Ninja turtles, uh, pre-workout and, uh, you know, made myself a teenage mutant Ninja turtle pre-workout and, uh, she went off to orange theory. I went off to go do my push session and that was my routine. Right. And, uh, you know, so those, those routines that, that define our day, that set us up for success, that allow us to have the affordability of success. Um, and, you know, you feel accomplished there. I, I got done my push session. I felt great. I felt awesome. I felt big. I felt, you know, like a monster, you know, and, and, and those are the types of accomplishments that your body needs to stimulate, you know, mental health and everything else. It activates repairs. It puts our body under stress and duress, which we're supposed to do. It's how we are designed and developed. So those routines make everything successful. Yeah, and I don't know about you, and I know a couple of fans have felt the same because I've spoken to them recently, but when I'm out of routine, I'm a fucking shambles. I just don't know how to how to do life. Like, I'm an absolute nightmare. Like, if I'm away, and even, you know, when I'm away, I'll still try and manage the very basic things to sort of set me up in the day. But if I'm away and I come back and everything's a bit skewed, like, I just can't get through my day. I can't focus at the same time. I can't get through check-ins at the same rate. I can't. I just can't do anything if I haven't sort of set myself up for routine. So I was talking to a couple of guys who are just back from vacation and, uh, you know, yes. Okay. Well, it's great to be away. They also look forward to coming back because they know that they can set up the structure. They do, you know, they get up in the morning they do their cardio in the morning. It sets them off for the day. They train at this time and they can build out how their nutrition is. And like, it, it just sort of is the sort of building blocks or the, the pieces of your day that you start to put together. Um, for me, my routine at the minute is quite, well, in comparison to what it used to be, it's quite simplified, I guess. Um, get up, obviously, go to the bathroom, weigh myself straight downstairs and out the back because James has asked me to spend 10 to 15 minutes out in the sunlight, which I mean is sunlight, um, inverted commas, uh, in the morning, just to sort of allow my body to know that it's morning time, wake up, etc., etc. Come in. Some great, um, great studies. Great studies about that. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. There's grinding. So I got my burpee. Yeah. Now it's artificial grass, so I don't know how much I'm grinding, but it's the idea is there. You get, you get the idea. Um. So yeah, and then I come in, have my green shake, the blue nutrition stuff, creatine. I have like a. I'll actually send you some the AM Prime in and the electrolytes from Supplement Needs. Um. Have that in my shake, and then start to make my breakfast. Have my breakfast, and then come in here journal, read, start work. And that's how my routine goes in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll get, um, like everybody in my company knows, you know, at certain times I'm not, I'm not available, you know, like, especially like early mornings, uh, and they know that my routines are, Hey, I get my workout and things like that. Um, 
uh, for for you know my, my own my own health and success. So it's it's known in my company that same way. So again, you know, you, you go you go through these things, and there there are things that you don't change. You build around your schedules. You build about around your routines. Um, you build around your normal normal day. And those allow you to be successful in your journey for health and fitness and mental health and everything else that's out there. Um, and, you know, again, I, I know we talk about this a lot, but the benefits of, you know, there's some crazy study like post COVID, like 74% of people were suffering from mental health issues. Like, I mean, that's, that seems like an extremely large number. Like that's like three fourths of the population. Um, and you know, I think, you know, obviously a lot of that is, is due to human beings weren't meant to be kept up in boxes, um, and the anxiety that COVID caused but I'm not saying we shouldn't have done that. Um, what I'm saying is, you know, our, our natural ability to go outside and to experience light and to get fresh air and to put our bodies through strain. Like a lot of folks could even go to gyms, um, you know, associate or, uh, with your own tribe or people, all of those things had some major impact on our overall mental health and anxiety and everything else that comes along with that. And you know, uh, you look at these routines, there's so much science behind putting your body through strain, how it directly impacts your overall mental health in a positive manner. Uh, I've, again, I, I've said this before in the past, but I've never felt as good as I have from a positivity perspective, from a mental health perspective, um, from my outlook on life, uh, with my kid's life and everything else. All of those have really changed based off of my ability to create these habits, to create these routines that formed into routines that allowed me to to really focus heavily on myself, which then now has made me a much better person. Um, so, you know, again, these these small things that you do on a regular basis to instill these these micro changes in your daily habits that become routines have monumental and big impacts down the road. Yeah, and that's that's what comes back to you know it may seem like a small thing now, but you know even if we take it right back to whenever I started training, there's things that I do that I started then that was a small thing like tracking my food was a small thing to start back then it's given me the ability to understand nutrition it's given me the ability to not actually have to track food now and understand food whenever i look at it and start to break it down um so all those things that potentially seem like a, a small thing at the time like over time the sort of compounding effect of those and how it grows and then not only what that gives you from that single act that you do or you start and you build on is everything that sort of falls along with that. So again, you know, we've spoken about this before that whenever you're training and nutrition or in line, everything in life seems to be in line. Or as we said before, it's, you know, having the, the discipline with your training and nutrition, the discipline falls into every other aspect of your life. So as extreme as it might sound, me eight years ago or however long it's been starting to track my food, led me to what I do now, in a sense. Like, I, if I hadn't have started to track my food, there's no way I would have been a coach and been able to do this or been able to coach people across the world. So that one small act of starting to track my food or even starting to go to the gym three times a week has led me to this career and been able to help, you know, thousands of people change their life across the span of six years. That's the amazing thing with all of this. Uh, and, and just a, a side note from uh, last week's, or I guess it was this week's release of podcast. Um, I had somebody mention on Twitter that uh, it was a timely podcast and they, they had sent me a picture of their protein haul that they got from while they were traveling and put in their fridge. Um, so, and, and also someone had mentioned uh, on social media that if your uh, hotel room does not have a fridge, you can call uh, you know uh, the service 
and you know front desk, and they will send you a, a portable. They'll bring up a portable electric uh, fridge for you uh, to put your food in in almost every hotel. So that was something new that I, I wasn't aware of. Um, but they they showed you know had protein all ready to go inside, and while they're traveling, you know again while you're traveling, your 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 routines should while they will be impacted can still be routines that mirror or similar in nature to the routines that you have at home. You know, the gym's not going to be the same. You're not going to be familiar with the weights. You know, you might have to supplement things with different, you know, uh, types of foods. But at the end of the day, those routines that you live by around, you know, empirically saying, like, I, I will only, you know, I will get a lift in today. I will get my protein goals. I will count my food and my calories. I will do this. I will do that those still can apply to you while you're traveling or doing those different things. So it was good to see that uh, a lot of folks had some great feedback from, from last week's uh, podcast talking about kind of like the life hacks that you can do uh, while on the road and while traveling. Yeah. And I think even knowing, like if, if you're someone who travels a lot for work, even knowing, okay, right. These are my habits and routines that I do on a daily basis when I'm at home. This is like a, a travel version that, okay, I'm maybe not going to be able to get exactly the same thing in, but I know I can, if it were me, I can still get up. I can still go to the bathroom. If it's a scale, I can still weigh myself. I can still go outside and stand on the ground. I can still come in and take my supplements. Like I can still do those basic things. Okay. I'm not in my own space or whatever, but I can still do those things when I'm traveling. Then you come into, you know, okay, right, how do I add to those? So is there something additional that I need to do while I'm away? Or if it's back here, is there something additional that I want to start to, to reintroduce? So I know you don't like them, but if I want to reintroduce cold showers, at what point do I fit that in in my day? So I, do I do that after I weigh myself because I'm in the bathroom, so I just get into the shower? Like, What's the best time for me to do that to sort of start to incorporate it and stack off the back of the habits that you already have? On the topic of travel, and I don't know if I sent you, I didn't send it yet, but I found it. There's a, I don't know if it's on TikTok or Instagram, but there's like how to, hacks to how to cook in your hotel room. So the guy has like the iron upside down and like grease proof paper and he's cooking like a salmon fillet. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not up for that, but I can appreciate nope. the effort that it goes yes. into. And even like, you know, the, uh, you know, the coffee pot where it's like, it drips the coffee into it and it like there's like the glass coffee jar and it heats up in the bottom to keep it warm. He's like cracked an egg in it, like trying to fry it. And I'm like, I appreciate the lengths that you're going to, but there's absolutely no way that I would, be able to, I would do those things. You know, the, um, I used to hear the stories of um, how uh, flight attendants and pilots would clean their, their underwear uh, while they were traveling. And they used to apparently use the coffee machines. They would run the hot water through that and, and then basically clean but that's disgusting obviously that's a glass that you know someone even if you clean that i mean someone's you know like used underwear was literally sitting inside <laughs> of a like i'm not, I'm not down with what, that there so. were a couple of flights that i've been on recently like that is not a job that i envy it by no. any of imagination being a flight attendant no way like no especially especially with today you know like i mean everybody's emotions and you know, raising, you know, a high high agitation rates and everything yeah. else and yeah. especially i'm sure during the mask situations and just a lot to deal with. So, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I will never actually use a coffee machine unless it's one of those ones <laughs> that directly goes into the cup. Cause you never so know that, someone's his pants have been in. <laughs> someone's, someone's pants have been in it. So that's like my rule of thumb when I'm when, and like, I'm not a, I'm not like a, a germ guy. I really don't care about germs. Like whatever. Like I feel like germs are all around you at all times. Like I just saw a, uh, my dad posted on social media, which he's, he's a nut, but it was something about, um, how might basically when you're sleeping at night, mites, um, are basically having sex on your face or something like that. Like, you know, like, it was like, what the, first of all, what the hell are you posting? 
in second. That's terrifying. Like you know, like like uh, so on this research. Like yeah, it was, it was actually like it was a well researched paper around when mites, I guess, have sex, and it's at night when you're sleeping on your face. So um, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't give you nightmares. I don't know what does, but uh, you know, but I mean, I'm, I'm not a big guy on on uh, on. Uh, on germs and things like that, it doesn't really bother me. But like, that's where I draw the line. If someone's like, like put in their dirty underwear and something that I'm drinking out of, I'm like, I'm good. I don't need that. Like, if I, I really don't need that cup of coffee first thing in the morning, I can wait until I get downstairs uh, to where hopefully they cleaned it better in the first place. But uh, you know, hopefully they weren't doing hopefully their drawers. Hopefully, the Starbucks there. that yeah, yeah, yeah. Starbucks had me put underwear through. Yeah, all the pots like, oh, fresh, fresh things out of Starbucks, you know. But uh, um, no, it's, it's, you know, like, but those, those, those types actually are really, really cool when you're traveling and you learn new things, um, about doing, you know, something different or gyms that you can go to that have access to, or things that you can keep up with your routines. Those are all important things that to remember. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it does just come down to, again, probably what we spoke about last week with travel is knowing what you can and can't do and not expecting it to be perfect. So whenever it comes to being away or whatever, like just, or even if it's not when you're away and it's just a case of when life's busy, have the, the things that you do are non-negotiable to set you up for the day, whether it's, you know, supplements, hydrate, caffeinate, start work, like as basic as you need it to be. And even like, if you have no routine and you have no setup, like that's what you need to start with. You need to start with something that is basic. That's like one or two things. Look at what you already do. That is a sort of routine in terms of, it's the things that you do without even thinking about it and then build them off the back of that. And that's sort of how, it, how you would build it. If anybody hasn't read it, I have about 15 copies of it over there at the minute. Um, if you haven't read Atomic Habits, it's probably the best way to sort of set yourself up for yeah. building habits, setting routines. And actually one of the, one of the good things that I took away from it is everything that we do is a habit in one way, shape or form, whether it's good or bad, getting rid of bad habits, it also teaches you how to do that. So it's the opposite of trying to introduce a good habit. So if I'm talking about coming down here and my book's on top of my keyboard, it's a, it's as, it's as available as it can be. It's right in front of me. So I'll get it done. You know, if I wanted to stop eating a certain snack, I would just, well, number one, I'd just keep it out of the house. So make it as difficult for me to have it as possible. So, so, so wheat thins and cheese its <laughs> Yeah. If, well, I mean, I don't have them. I'm saying for me, for me, for you, yes, for you, yeah. yeah. But you do have tried that, and then all of a sudden they get fucking sneak back into the ice. Yeah, I've lost it. What what I what I've done is I limit myself to one box of Wheatins a week. Is is my my rationing of Wheatins? So it's 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 methodical. Come a long way. I've come a long way. I've come a long way. Yes, I'm not killing a box a day anymore. (laughs) (laughs) As calories go up, though, you have the flexibility to do it. I do. Well, I'd say last last night. Well, last, last night I'll tell you, I was like, it was like, it was like six thirty seven o'clock at night and I was like 50, 60 grams away from my protein goals. And I still had like 1300 calories left. I'm like, shit, I got to eat 1300 calories in like an hour and a half. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And, uh, I did. And I had, you know, I, I got 80 grams of protein and, you know, I, I had like, uh, you know, two things of, of Greek yogurt. I had some cottage cheese. I made myself a turkey breast sandwich, uh, with, you know, like a whole wheat bread, uh, and then at the end of the day, that was like 900 calories and I, you know, had some wheat thins and that was good. I had, you know, so it worked yeah. out perfect. Yeah. I am. Um, I mean, I don't have the luxury of the amount of calories that you have at the minute, so I can't relate. Like I literally build my days around my food and I even though I've got one meal left, that will be my shrimp, quote unquote shrimp, um, and rice needle something for it. But even that, again, I've had this conversation, you know, recently and we've spoken about it before, like 
there was obviously a big movement in the industry, the fitness industry, to give clients as much freedom and flexibility as possible whenever it comes to nutrition, which is great because we know the reason that the majority of diets fail is because they're super restrictive and you can't live a normal life. But I think oftentimes it's it gets to the extreme levels of that where actually you get to the point where because you feel like you can have absolutely everything, you just don't know what to have. And then yeah. you end up just eating cheeseburgers and that's not obviously what you want. So, you know, I spoke to again, a couple of guys, David Boyd and Michael ones this week um, about sort of giving yourself like three or four options for each meal. And okay, you know, it's not, it doesn't need to be exact, but you know, if you have four options for breakfast, four options for lunch, four options for dinner that are in and around the same calories across the day, in and around the same amount of protein, so you can swap between them. And it means you're not coming to the end of the day and going, right, I'm going to have dinner, what am I going to have? And you're like opening the fridge and it's just, everything is there. It's like, right, I can either have this, this, or this. And it gives you that sort of easier option and then to sort of build it out around that. And then obviously, you know, okay, this is the calories that I've used for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have an additional 300 calories here. I'm going to eat however many grams of wheat thins or cheese. It's 300 calories worth is probably not many. 3,000 calories and cheeses would be amazing, by the way. That'd be, in a, that'd be an awesome 300, not 3,000. Oh, 300. Okay, so I got you, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's it's the balancing effect of that, too. But, like, those those uh, uh, rituals that we build, the habits that we build, the routines that we build, um, and the routine around counting calories is a great example here uh, where, you know, you're sitting there counting your calories all day long, and your routine is, hey, I'm not going to go over my calories. Um, and so I think, you know, um, you know, that's one of the things where I think, uh, we we need to stay within a confine too of allowing us to be in this routine, but also you know limit ourselves to what we're doing. So calorie counting is a great example. You know if you if you do calorie counting, uh, you know that's a routine where I will always enter in my food as soon as I eat it. I, mean, I, like, I just do it right there because I know that if I don't do it, I'm going to forget a piece that I forgot about, or maybe I didn't remember the quantity size. Uh, or what brand I was using or and the macros are off. You could go, oh, yeah, over. and then you track your food at the end of the day and go, oh, shit, I'm a 1,000 calories over. And right. You fuck the band because you can't uneat it. Now you're out of your routine, right? Your routine's not the same as you did before. So, you know, again, those those disciplines that we instill um, in these are the things that can, you know, obviously make you successful as you start to go through. So, anyways, I think those are all good things that we all um, can work on. And those routines get refined and better over time, right? Uh, more efficient ways of doing it to fit better in your schedule. Um, but as long as you're staying consistent with those, those are going to be the things that make you successful in your journey. Again, those 1% changes that you do have a monumental 50%, 100% impact, 500% impact on the road um, of your your overall goals that you want to achieve from health and a fitness perspective. So stick to those routines. Keep up with it. Yeah. Like I said, literally one thing you can start today could change the whole trajectory of your life. Like myself, track my food. Yep. I think that's it. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. That was another great week of a, of a podcast. And we'll be back at you uh, next week. Um, and uh, I always enjoy doing these. I tell you, the feedback that we get uh, from the community is always awesome. Uh, it's, it's great, too, because, like, you know, you get your your real loyal listeners that listen, like, as soon as the podcast comes out. They're like, I'm on my routine, you know, when yeah. I'm walking or I'm doing this or I'm, you know, taking the dog out to get my steps in but or that's whatever. part of the routine because on yeah, the Tuesday morning, the they know yeah. that they have the podcast. Yeah. They have the podcast. That's the routine, right? Um, and so that's awesome to hear that and the feedback that we get from, from you folks out there. Uh, but keep pushing it. Keep making yourself better. Just the little changes every day have a monumental impact on your overall health and performance. And uh, get those goals in and uh, those PRs and keep pushing yourself and challenging yourself every single day. That's what it's all about.
Yeah, and I think, you know, as you said, last week was a timely one and it sort of hit home for a lot of people. So if there's anything that recommendations or people want us to talk about or people you want to bring on, just reach out to us and we'll set it up and if we can. Catch you next week. Catch you next week. Later. <laughs>